Good morning, everybody. I'm Anthony Irwin. This is the Lakers Lowdown. The Lakers lost last night, 107 to 105, to the Portland Trailblazers, only in name in terms of the uniforms that they were wearing. There was some guy named Blevins out there. Yep, that's who they lost to. I guess if you want, we could do the whole thing where we do, well, is this the worst loss of the season? Is there a worse loss than this <laughs> this season? Is this in the top five losses this season? Do we want to put a list together of the losses that the Lakers have accumulated this season? Hell, a second ago, I just called a loss a sauce, and you probably missed it. I, I just, in in terms of ways to discuss this game, that is the least interesting uh, way to talk about it. Russ didn't play. Turnovers were still way up. I thought LeBron was extremely apathetic on both ends of the court at times tonight. Anthony Davis didn't get a shot up in the fourth quarter. That seems interesting. Uh, and and just in general, like <laughs> the, the, the Lakers lost an extremely embarrassing game. Where that ranks in the list or whatever, that doesn't really matter. But but the 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 I guess the central point here is that in a lot of ways, this was a perfect encapsulation of this Lakers season. So that's what we're going to talk about today. When I look back on this Lakers season, what I'm really honestly going to think about the most is how a lot of the people involved here became kind of the worst versions of themselves. Uh, it was, you know, from the top down, Jeannie Buss uh, is somebody who, says all the time, hey, I stay out of it. I empower the people to do what they think is best for us to win championships. And uh, beyond that, I just kind of let things fall as they do. Well, unless apparently luxury taxes become a concern. Rob Palenka, uh, I think, in a lot of ways, became the worst version of himself when it came to putting players around LeBron NAD after the Russ acquisition, which, by the way, we'll obviously get to also. Uh, Rob Palenka just going out and getting a bunch of former Lakers and names that people might recognize. Like, DeAndre Jordan was always going to be a bust. (laughs) We knew that. Uh, Wayne Ellington, I thought I liked as a signing. Um, If that is somebody that you're only kind of bringing in as, as a as the occasional role player who just comes in and, and breaks zones and stuff like that. Uh, but but the, the idea that Trevor Ariza was going to be some linchpin to the season, Kendrick Nunn, like Clutch, I thought was the worst version of Clutch that, that we've gotten thus far, where Kendrick Nunn is seen as a replacement for Alex Caruso. Uh, LeBron... In a season where I think the Lakers needed more direct leadership, I think LeBron has turned into his most passive-aggressive, and I don't think that has served the situation particularly well. Anthony Davis in the beginning of the season, not great. Had a handful of nice games when he came back, but against Milwaukee, kind of no-showed. And then tonight against the Blazers, didn't take a shot in the fourth quarter, so... Some of the worst habits that he has formed have kind of riven, risen to the surface here. Frank Vogel is somebody who the Lakers needed to be more flexible in terms of his approach to coaching this team. And I understand why he would want to lean on the things that 
he thinks has kept him employed to this point, given the fact that the Lakers gave him that piss poor excuse for an extension that they gave him at the beginning of the year. But again, instead of kind of broadening his horizons and thinking about what the Lakers actually needed, he's leaned back on, nope, we're going to rely on drop coverage. Even if the roster is demanding, we need to do more switching. Nope, we're going to continue to play. Avery Bradley played 35 minutes last night. Get the f- out of here with that. I Stop. Stop it. There were stretches where Bradley was playing in ch- instead of Malik Monk down the stretch. And yes, Malik didn't play particularly well either. He turned the ball over too much, didn't shoot very well. So his defense came and went, mostly went. And and yet, while Monk is out there on the court, the Portland Trailblazers had to care about him. Uh, and, and, and again, 35 minutes of Avery Bradley in the year of our Lord, 2022, is just too many. And yeah, I think Frank has been the worst version of himself as a coach this season. I think he's a good coach. I, I, I'm i interested to see what he becomes after this experience. Uh, because he's going to get hired again, I'm curious what that's going to look like. But I also think that the people who are acting as if like he's completely blameless here last night was an abomination from a coaching standpoint. And so on and so forth. Like you just look at the important parties here, and every everybody became worse versions of themselves uh, in a season where the Lakers really limited their margin for error error by way of the Russ trade. So, yeah, I I thought tonight this Blazers game a lot of apathy on both sides of the court. The Lakers need to get out and run. They have needed to get out and run here for the entirety of the season. And when they do, they look good. But then they go right back to playing this half-court offense that is so just, good Lord, awful. No motion, no secondary or tertiary options, just nothing to it, just completely toothless. And that's the that's the system that they keep relying on. And yeah you wind up taking an embarrassing loss. And that's, frankly, a perfect summary of the season. Before we get out of here, let's turn our attention to the trade deadline. Uh, I am recording this at 12.40 my time, uh, 10.40 Pacific. As of now, no moves have been uh, made by the Lakers. Now, it's being reported uh, from various outlets that the Lakers are more interested in periphery type moves. Uh, the Lakers went out and lost, even though Russ didn't play tonight. So clearly Russ, the player isn't the Lakers only problem. I still contend that you could probably chart all of the Lakers bad decisions this season back to that trade, but regardless that semantics, I'm, I'm just not interested in having that conversation right now. Uh, but at the end of the day, though, the Lakers are going to have, by the time you guys are listening to this, roughly 12-ish hours, uh, maybe a little less than that, about eight, six to eight hours to make some kind of decision on the direction of the season. Do they punt it and say, all right, we're going to try to shuffle the uh, chairs on the d- deck of the Titanic and see if we can have a reset heading into next season? Do they say, you know what, screw it, THT, 2027 first-round pick, Russ, all of that stuff, just get get rid of it and see if we can have some kind of a reset this season and have uh, some kind of continuity after 
this season because like I don't think the Lakers are are really going to vie for a championship legitimately this season, regardless of what they're they're able to do uh, today. However, I just can't wrap my head around punting a LeBron season in any way, and it's not like next season when the when Russ becomes an expiring contract all of a sudden becomes a lot easier to navigate. It doesn't. What we've heard up and down the, uh, the the league, according to various reporters here, is that teams just want nothing to do with Russell Westbrook. They see the end of his career going a lot uh, uh, very similarly to the end of Allen Iverson's career, where he just refused to adjust and adapt to a league that had kind of passed him up, both because of uh, evolution of the way the game is played, and then also because both Russ and AI back then lost a step or two or three or however many. And uh, so the idea that like the Lakers are just going to be able to hold on to their assets and then head into the offseason with all this uh, flexibility is just kind of nonsensical to me. And then, and then look, if you're interested or, or you really care deeply about the future, then trade LeBron, trade AD. Get him out of here. If all you if you're if you're legitimately sitting here saying, in a season where you have prime LeBron and and some version on some nights of prime AD, that what you should be focused on is like five years from now, then what the hell are they doing on the team anyway? What are we doing here? So I, as you can probably tell, I land on team trade THT trade twenty twenty seven first rounder. Do whatever you can to get rid of Russ. And try to end this season with some positive momentum. Because if you don't trade Russ, and Russ especially, if you don't trade Russ, then I just I just think it's going to be a thoroughly wasted and embarrassing season. Not to say, like, the Lakers went out and lost without Russ last night. So clearly, as a basketball player, Russ isn't the sole problem here. But we also saw him go scorched earth on the Lakers coaching staff because they benched him again, and it's going to happen again. He's not a winning player by 2022 standards right now, and the Lakers are going to be looking to win games. So something is going to have to give here, and I don't know specifically what is what that is going to be. I just think that in a season where you have LeBron still healthy and in his prime, and when you have AD still healthy and in his prime, the notion of punting for what you might be able to do five years from now, four years from now, however long in the future, I just can't get with it. All right, that's going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. I'm going to cut this thing off here and then just throw directly to all of the coverage that we're going to be offering over the course of the next, however long before the trade deadline when you guys are listening to this. Emergency lowdowns, we do have the uh, pressure cooker, special edition of the pressure cooker that SB Nation has gotten thorough, like just absolutely behind in ways that I can't wait to put together. So you're going to want to watch that. Uh, on top of that, you're going to have uh, a Twitter spaces from SB Nation that they're going to be hosting. I'm going to be uh, hosting as well. And no matter how the, the trade deadline goes, you're going to have your opportunity to get your say in. 
Uh, other teams and other writers are going to have their opportunity to chime in as well. It's going to be a blast. I can't wait to do all of it um, and, and cover the drama that is going to be the next six to eight hours, depending on when you're listening to this. Until then, I'm Anthony Irwin. 